this is Season 5 of The Score, the Team Roping Journal's podcast where we cover the roping industry from top to bottom. This is where the team roping world talks. We talk through tough subjects, we talk big wins, and we talk real issues affecting the community. I'm your host and editor of the Team Roping Journal, Chelsea Schaefer. everybody today's episode is brought to you by the royal crown the next royal crown event is coming up may 9th to the 15th in waco texas i'm going to tell you more about all the added money and the excitement around the royal crown at the commercial break so in honor of that i wanted to have a royal crown stallion owner on the show and who else but patrick smith is great to talk about when it comes to breeding because he owns the stud WSR, he's a Dunn of Alina, and I think Patrick is kind of in the same boat as so very many team ropers right now. He is hustling to get himself educated and informed about the breeding game, and uh, so are we, and so is, like I said, most of the team roping world. So that is why I called Patrick. He is in Lipan, Texas today. He's working um, with his driven services. Of course, you all know Patrick has a ton going on with oil field work, with real estate, with all the breeding that he's got. So having he's, he's not that dissimilar to all the team ropers out there who are doing all kinds of stuff and now suddenly paying a lot of attention to what is going on in the horse breeding business. So we talk about Rooster, who he is getting ready to crack out, out on the rodeo road after an injury. Um, and I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Patrick. Thank you. I wanted to have you on the podcast today because I wanted some sort of estimate of when people could expect Rooster to be back. When are you thinking? Uh, okay, I'm waiting. I actually just a year ago, we picked him up last night from the, I had him up at the collection place mm-hmm. for the last three weeks and just got him back. And I'm actually fixing to go down the saddling and rope some scares on him. But he's back in action as of now. I mean, one of those things too where I've got two really good horses. I've got him and Turbo and it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm going to keep riding turbo some spots, but as we split up, I'm going to bring Rooster back slowly to the radio program. He'll be in the summer run. He will be full-fledged. I feel like turbo got, like, thrown to the wolves in a way. Like, I mean, he was seasoned, but he was your only choice last year, and now he's your number one. He was my only choice. Um, not by choice. And last second, because remember, he was hurt yeah. a month before that, and then he literally went from being hurt to Livingston, Montana was his first outing. So, um, or I'm sorry, Red Lodge, Montana. Mm-hmm. That was the very first place I got him. And then I've been on him ever since. So yeah, he, he's almost had Rooster's back, Midas is back. They're both doing really good. But um, you know how it is. You get to roping on one and getting a feel and things are working. Mm-hmm. They're all plenty capable and they're all really good and ready to win on so tell me about, okay, so I told you this episode, I wanted to talk to you because you are a Royal Crown Stallion owner, and this is a Royal Crown sponsored episode. How has your breeding game learning curve gone in the last, I mean, I feel like it was a very sharp learning curve from the beginning, but now that there's all the incentives, how are you doing in keeping up with all of it? I'll just tell you, for some reason in my life, I'm, I tend to make everything 
a little bit harder than it needs to be. And I, I'm a true believer that if you get involved in something and you want it bad enough, you can you can do anything. I've, I've witnessed so many people. Um, I've watched people that I respect do that, whether it's business or whether it's rodeo or whatever. You know, I didn't start riding horses until I was 16 years old, and then I skipped all the. I didn't college rodeo or junior rodeo or any of that stuff. I went from learning the rope to the PRCA. So <laughs> I that you can do that. And sometimes I think that that helps if you just jump in with both feet, as long as you don't, as long as you're trying really hard to just, you're not scared, embarrassed a few times and, um, you know, not, not do things that, you know, that are unexpected from somebody that doesn't know what you're doing. But anyways, it has been a sharp learning curve. And so was rodeo and so was driven services, the business that I started. I got into a service company that I had nothing about. And now we're in, we started an electrical division and drip, drip electrical, and it's the same thing. You just have to surround yourself with the right people and basically be a sponge and be, be uh, you know, soak in every bit of information you can get from somebody that's gone before you and knows. And so when I get the chance to be around somebody that knows that game and the breeding and the papers, because then, um, like I said, that's where I turn into the sponge and try to listen and remain teachable, keep mm-hmm. my mouth shut. I don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> I, I will say that the game has changed so much and with all of these incentive programs and just watching what it's doing, not just for the open rodeo people, but what it's doing for even the lower numbered stuff and the stuff that I saw out in the and all the jackpots and I've just noticed a shift in people when you used to, when people would ask me about a fuel horse, none of us know about paper. Mm-hmm. The papers, one reason, and it was to tell how old the horse was. I mean, when I was starting out rodeoing, and if I found the horse, I didn't care how he was bred. I never even looked. But I think that the light's been shed on cutting a lot of the fat, you know, basically shortcutting your way to a good animal versus mm-hmm. just going through all those things because their their bloodline is proven, and it does make that big of a difference when you get into the right bloodlines and the right foundations and things that are that are there and to me it's changed the entire industry from top to bottom not just the, the open side of things but even the lower number guys like i said uh guys and ladies will come up they, you know the first question is how's how are they bred mm-hmm. they used to never hear that so yeah back on the deal about rooster yeah i i did not purchase rooster to get involved into in the breeding program that wasn't my goal it was kind of a side bet on the deal that well he does have two ways of making money where most don't and he's a really good stallion he's great to be around um, but my main concern was how well he worked in the arena and i knew i could win on him and i knew he was something that i would enjoy healing on but in that i did throw myself to the wolves by saying well yeah i'm gonna break you too i've got i partnered with some people on stuff and got some things going where we've got um, three of our links and three more on the way mm-hmm. um, this year. So it's amazing how fast you can end up with six colts and yearlings on the ground too, because now I got a lot of work ahead of me. But uh, <laughs> to, to answer all of that, it has been a very sharp learning curve, but I'm learning as I go and I'm enjoying it. It's something that I think after my rodeo career is over, whenever I decide to stay home, I probably will jump in with both feet rather than that with the way that I have. Um, and just try to try to get all in. 
break for a second to find out a little bit about our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by the Royal Crown Race. That is a Royal Crown Barrel Race and a Royal Crown Futurity that has $358,500 added to it. And 190000 of that is added in the Robe. That's an open Futurity that's open to any horse with 10000 added. And then that's the Royal Crown Divisions. That's a Royal Crown 8 and under, a Royal Crown 6 and under, and a Royal Crown 4-year-old division, plus an intermediate team rubbing and a limited division within that. There's a whole bunch of money up for grabs. And if you've got calf horses, if you've got breakaway horses, there is something for you too. This event is May 9th to the 15th in Waco, Texas. You can find out everything from the schedule and get your entry forms at www dot royalcrownrace.com. Like I said, that's $358,500 added with 190000 of it in the roping alone. So get there. Don't miss it. It seems like everybody I have been talking to is saying, hey, are we going to see you in Waco? Hey, are we going to see you in Waco? Well, you bet the Team Roping Journal is absolutely going to be in Waco because this event is quite a big deal. This, this uh, incentive fund is sold out. That means there are no more stallion spots available. It is hard to get. People look for it. They want to be involved. Royalcrownrace.com. Do you, and now I know you said like you're, you're still learning. Do you happen to know which mares you've bred him to this year? Any, any fun ones or any, any bloodlines even that you like that you're, that you're crossing him on? Well, I've bred him to, um, a couple of different mares. I've bred him to a mare that's out of metallic cat. Mm-hmm. Um, I've bred him to another mare that was a shot bark, um, a little mare that I sold at Rancho Rio, um, mm-hmm. She, I, I got an egg out of her last year uh, and bred to her last year, so we could have her yearling on the ground here any minute. Mm-hmm. So, no, I do know a lot. I don't have a lot of that side. Cousin TJ Smith, he handles all the breeding side of things, but I knew you'd ask me something, like I said, that makes, <laughs> me, look, it makes me look stupid in front of everybody. But my, again, my, my goal is, is to, uh, to, do a good job roping two feet this year. Um, try to get back to the national finals rodeo another two. I've got a great partner, and you know, let get everything I can get out of this horse while I can still run at the rodeos. You know, he's 18 years old this year. Yeah. But to be around him, you would think he was eight years old. I mean, he's just been uh, phenomenal. Um, I actually just picked him up last night. He's been up at the select breeders and Aubrey Texas getting collected the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, off of his injury, suspensory injury last year, um, where I heard him in some deep mud at a rodeo. Um, I'm really excited to get back on him. And like I said, to circling back once again to your question, I know which ones I've read to, but I don't, I couldn't answer uh, what everybody else is doing. I just get phone calls and people are wanting to breed to some. I know the horses, but I, I'm not going to stick my foot in my mouth by <laughs> off names. Frenchman's just like start combining Frenchman Shiner Cat something something probably. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, 
It has, and I'll tell you, honestly, I've had a lot of phone calls from people that have had babies, and they have just been in love with them. They, they've talked about their demeanor, their color, um, just how, how they're, what they are to be around, all that kind of stuff. And it's been fun. You're hearing a lot of success stories. And um, like I said, over the next decade of my life, as things slow down rodeo, and I don't plan on doing that the next year or two, but, you know, five years from now, I hope that he's like his dad, you know, Raymond Adams and then bred his dad. I want to say they collected and bred him until he's like 26 or 27 years old. Pretty mm-hmm. impressive. But Rooster just being 18, his numbers are great. Um, just had him over there, like I said, the last three weeks and got reports. And they said, man, his numbers are just off the charts. So collection is still growing really good. And we're just going to keep um, building up that supply so that if in the future something happens where you can't collecting where it's numbers drop off or something at least his his deal can live on whether we're replicable or not very good sir well thank you so much i promise i was only going to take you 10 minutes we're at 1105 so okay. I will. for all those for all those gurus out there i'm, I'm sorry for my <laughs> I'm illiterate when it comes to this but give me a few years let me slow down rodeo on because like i said my main concern with rooster right now is getting around there and getting two feet on them. So <laughs> the, the collection people know how to do what they do. The breeders know how to do what they do. But I can tell you, we've had success in the breeding. We've had we've got some really good colts on the ground. I'm excited to see them in the next several years and they get old enough to get out there and show what they got. I can't wait to see them. You should post them on your Facebook page so we can see more baby pictures as they come in. I can't their Facebook. Again, apologize about that. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Patrick. Yeah, thank you. All right. Bye-bye.